Hello everybody, welcome to Terminator Fate is What You Make It. This is going to be a little bit of a weird session zero because one of the players is not here at the moment. He will be joining a little bit later. And also one of the players is probably going to end up leaving early. So uh, we're there's only going to be like two consistent voices this entire episode. So Three. Oh, consistent, yes. I, ideally, we will not take two and a half hours to accomplish this task. True, because we're also doing it on an off day. So, but let's get down to it. Uh, my name is Colin. I am going to be running the game. It looks like I'm always a forever GM, but also I don't mind being a GM because I have like a million and a half stories I want to tell. So there's that. You say you're a you're forever GM, but you're always the one pitching games to us. Yes. Yes, I am. Look, someday my time and energy will coalesce such that I will be able to run a campaign again. <laughs> Uh, I also have here with me Kat and Claire, and the last person who will be joining us later will be Bobbin. Hello, everyone. This is Bobbin Threadbear. <laughs> wow, that was really good. Welcome to Terminator. Fate is what you make it. You don't sound sleepy enough. It's weird, because Kat is very sleepy right now. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Like I said, we're doing this on an off day, and uh, so Cat has not had their usual nap. But yes, so this campaign is mostly going to be inspired by the original Terminator, which I will attest is my favorite Terminator. Might not be the best one that might go to two, but my favorite is the first one. There's no accounting for taste. Yeah. It is a good one, though. It is very good. I have seen none of them, so I have no opinion on any of them. Yes, uh, I was just going to ask you guys uh, what your what your experience with Terminator is. Um, my experience with Terminator is I have seen Terminators 1, 2, 3, Resistance, I skipped Genesis, and I saw Dark Fate. And I will say forever that Terminator 3 is the worst one. Yes, it is worse than Resistance. I've not seen Genesis, so I can't actually say if it's worse than Genesis or not, but Terminator 3, for me, is the worst one. Cat has not seen any of them. Uh, Claire, what's your... I, I, there is an amount of Terminator lore that I have absorbed via cultural osmosis. I broadly know what Skynet is. I know what a Terminator is. I know that it's there's, like, dystopian hell future... And there's time travel to stop it from happening. And there's well, a, a, a number of robots from the future. And sometimes they're not bad, but usually they are. Well, dystopia implies uh, the existence of Utopia to be dis. Um, <laughs> but there's really not much of anything. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of civilization. It was uh it was newt to hell, and we are still rebuilding because uh the the robots are trying to systematically destroy us. But um, Claire, what's your experience with Terminator as a as a uh, franchise? I've, see, I've seen one and two and Dark Fate. I I think I've seen three a very long time ago, but the only thing I remember is the one is that she inflates her boobs because of a, she sees uh because she sees a billboard with the model on it. Yes. There's also a very good cut scene that they like it should have been in the movie where they explain like why the Terminators all 
look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it has Arnold Schwarzenegger dubbed over by a guy speaking with a southern accent. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, it's really good, and it didn't make it into the movie for some reason. Right. But yeah, we'll, we'll ask Bobbin what his uh, experience is when he comes in. Uh, so, as a result of Cat only absorbing stuff through cultural osmosis, and Claire knowing you know, a bit about the franchise. Oh, this I played the arcade re- cabinet. Um, oh, yeah, the game. arcade cabinet is real, real cool. Yeah. I also played a lot of the pinball table for Terminator 2. How many Terminator video games are there? A lot. Yeah. Oh, How is that? Sick. Um, need to play. Oh, God, what is it? Resistance. Resistance? Apparently, mm-hmm. it's like a pretty bog standard, like, first-person shooter, but with a pretty good, like, story if you're into the story of the future parts of Hmm. Terminator. Yeah. Which I am. Like, it it can be it can be interesting. So, it makes it real easy between the person who has not seen the movies and the person who has seen the movies to determine who's coming from the future, because this game is being set in 1984, specifically in Miami. And because of this, I kind of like if Claire slips up and reveals more than I hope that she doesn't, uh, it's fine. I'm not going to make cat cut it out or anything, but um, my lips are zipped. How much are you comfortable telling us about your character, given that you can't tell us your name, your physical description, or your pronouns for your character. Uh, my character's from the future. Okay. All right. There we go. There's the future character. Um, Kat, what's your character concept? We'll we'll go over like other stuff later. I just want to know what the concepts are right now. Uh, I mean, how much detail do you want? Uh, you're free to give as much detail as you want. It's mostly the future character that I want to keep the stuff secret from mostly because I think that stuff is going to be more fun to hear about coming like as it's organically introduced as opposed to um as opposed to like laying it down here but for your character you can give as much or as little as you want all right well I'm going to be playing Sawyer McIntyre they are an immigrant from uh, the the great friendly north of Canada, a member of the Omami Winini First Nation, also called the Algonquin people, which is the name I'm going to assume everybody's going to go with because it's less syllables. Yeah. Um, for those of you in the audience who are saying, wait, Sawyer McIntyre and their Canadian First Nation, that's that's a name choice. Uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, the amount of research that I've done has told me that the Algonquin people in general like didn't do family names until European settlers showed up. So all of their last names are taken from France and Britain at all. Sawyer is apparently a common name amongst modern day groups though, so that uh that tracks uh they are a naturalist uh down here in the states in florida to 
study the Everglades on behalf of an academic institution whose identity I don't think is going to be relevant enough to the game to care about. Uh, they are not themselves an academic. They are just acting on behalf of academics. I don't have like a strong image of them in my head at this moment, aside from just like some broad strokes of being pretty tall, uh, round in that way that like conveys a lot of muscle mass, but also being pretty soft, uh, soft-spoken. Uh, not actually that super great at talking, as reflected by the fact that my talking stat is uh, the lowest it can possibly be. And uh, they're very chill. And they're just here to stomp around in the Everglades with a small team of support people from whatever academic institution they're presently working for taking, you know, samples and pictures and videos, making observations, all that good shit. All right. So character creation, I think all of the players have finished creating the characters, so it's not going to take us long to like go through the whole thing. So the first thing you do is you select a role, which is basically the classes. There are eight classes, secretly nine, but no one chose the secret ninth one. The ninth one is John Connor. Secretly no, the ninth one is ten? Sarah Connor. Uh, Cyborg also exists? Cyborg also exists, but I think oh, yeah. Cyborg's just basically a beefed-up grunt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But the roles are engineer, grunt, hacker, historian, medic, pilot, scout, strategist, and then technically you've got um, Cyborg and uh, Faded in there. No one's playing Faded because... They, they're really gimmicky and no one's playing a cyborg because this is based off of Terminator 1 where all the robots are evil instead of being good guys. Is cyborg a human who's been modified? I No. They, I Having recently watched um, the first Terminator movie, they actually refer to the Terminator as a cyborg, which is oh. weird. I was looking through the, the rulebook and it, did, it said something about like Oh, yeah, you've had, like, modification and shit, and it sucked. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. But both cyborgs and faded are weird gimmicky classes that we are not touching up on. So, Cat, what is uh, Sawyer's role? Scout. Scout is the stealth unit. Starts with levels in detect, stealth, tracking, survival, and also using rifles. Uh, Sawyer does not have a gun. They don't do that. They know how, as evidenced by the fact that I... Uh, how many levels do I have in rifle? Three? I have three, three. levels in rifle? Yeah, you huh. start uh, out with two for, for just being the class. Yeah... <laughs> Not sure how I got that third. I don't remember doing that, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, they they are competent with a rifle, but they're they're not a hunter. They're here to look and touch as little as possible. Yeah. Uh, they also every uh, class comes with a special ability. Mine is heightened awareness. 
I don't know what a fate point is in the context of this game, but I can spend one to re-roll any detect, stealth, or tracking rolls that I make. And also I have one bonus to my initiative score. So I am I'm faced. I, I really like the way this game handles initiative. We'll definitely get into that during the game at some point, but I I think it's really cool. Claire, what role is your character? My character is a grunt, which is like a, I don't know, like a soldier type. It's, it's just like a soldier. Yeah, it's like you're the you're the one that shoots really good. You're the one who fights. Yeah, I'm I'm I fight what good. Yep. You start out with two points in athletics, detect, pistol, rifle, and unarmed combat, and you also get um, extra hit points. Yes, and my my special is something about uh, being able to replace normal dice with success dice. I'm not sure what that means. We'll but, get into uh, it. Well, like, I'll, okay. I'll explain. Yep. Next up, when creating a character are the stats. There are technically seven stats, but only six of them are like actual, like what you consider stats. The other one is special. They are strength, dexterity, knowledge, concentration, charisma, cool, and fate. Fate is the um, weird one. So fate allows you to one, do some extra stuff here with your abilities sometimes, but also fate points allow you to do extra stuff. You can re-roll the success dice, you can re-roll the skill dice. I'll go into what those mean in a little bit. Um, you can add a plus one modifier to the skill test dice pool per fate point spent. You can also add a plus one modifier to a resistance test per fate point spent. Your maximum fate is how much you start out with and the maximum you can ever get. If you get any extra fate while at your maximum, you just lose those. Next is to determine your hope points. Oh, right. Hope. You can level up points. What's, yes. What's the fucking point max for fate on the scout? Okay, it's on two. scout? Yeah. Okay. It's two. I found it. Okay. I start with zero. <laughs> I think every class starts with zero. No, historian starts with one fate. They're the only class that starts with fate. Also, you know, faded. Yeah. Well, no, faded actually... Does Faded start one? Faded starts with three. Faded starts with... Th oh, shit. Okay. I guess that makes sense. So the next up is Hope Points, uh, which is a weird number that I'm not going to get into the like mechanics of how to determine, but there's three types of Hope. Body, Brain, and Bravado. And basically, you can spend points of those to do extra stuff later on. So, for instance, you could spend two body points, which is probably close to the max of what you get, to basically ignore any damage that you get except for one hit point. Basically, the wound grazed you, so you only took one hit point worth of damage, even if you took, like, 17, which would kill you. No, you only took one. Next up are the skills. There's a lot of skills. It's a very skill-heavy game, so I'm not going to list them all but you get a certain amount of points to spend on your skills and depending on like how high you want that skill to be, uh, you have to buy into it more with more points. 
at character creation, the skill can only be a maximum of three, except for the faded. I think the faded can only cap out at two. You're thinking that their skill max is five for everything. Oh, yes, yes, correct. Or their stat max? Their stat yeah, max. their stat max is five. What, what is the dice system exactly? Um, okay, I'll get into that now. So there's two types of dice in the game. They are both based on D10s. One is called the success dice, and the other are called the skill dice. You always roll the success and skill dice at the same time. You always roll only one success dice ever, and then the skill dice you roll the number of dice that you roll is equal to one plus the rank of the skill that you have. So if Cat wanted to roll detect, Sawyer would roll five d10s for detect. One is the success dice and you get four skill dice because your detect skill is three. And the reason you do this is because it's a scaling success thing. There's like, I think six or seven different outcomes of success. Basically, there's if you don't hit your target number with any dice, if you hit your target number with just skill dice, if you hit your target number with just success dice, and then there's um, hitting your target number with success dice and like one skill dice, two skill dice, three skill dice, etc. This absolutely feels like the kind of thing that I will uh, learn as it go- I go, because this is, uh, I can feel my eyes glazing over. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. The roll 20 does all the work for you. It will tell you how many successes you get. Okay. Yes. And the way that you figure out if you succeed or fail on a roll is I give you a target number like nine. So detect level nine. So you would roll detect and then you would add your concentration score and your rank in detect. And that's how that's the bonus you get. And then you roll the D10 and then you add your bonus to the number that you rolled. And for each number that is nine or above, that is a hit. Cat uh, just did that for Sawyer there uh, and they got one success and three skill successes. Uh, so that means they succeeded fairly well. Like, what's that? What is that called? I know that it's... You got an incredible success. Hey. Yeah. But yeah, there's serious failure, failure, messy success, solid success, exceptional success, incredible success, and unbelievable success. It's a really weird system. It took me a while to wrap my head around it. I'm glad that the that the roll 20 does the math for us. But like it's interesting. We'll put it that way. I like the fact that it's sort of like a powered by the apocalypse thing where there's like different levels of success, but it's got more oomph to it. Um let me talk about how initiative works or cuz I I brought that up and I really want to talk about it because I think it's really cool. So when combat starts, everybody rolls initiative as usual. The person who goes last declares their intent first. And then the next person up in initiative declares their intent. And then you keep going up. 
And then once everyone has declared their intent, you go from the top down, which means that the people who are moving faster get to react to what the slower people are doing because they know what the slower people are doing so they can choose to do something different. Combat, you can only do one action in a round because rounds are supposed to be really quick. Um, it says that a single combat round is considered to last three seconds. So one round here is like half a normal D&D round, but you can move, you can prepare something, you can attack or you can do an auxiliary action, it looks like. And then after that, it gets deeper into the combat proper. But yeah, I've, I really like the idea of the slower characters getting to react to what faster characters do, as opposed to the other way. Cool. And yeah, it's like when when you do it in D and D, like everybody figures out who gets to go first, but then the slower people get to react to what the faster people are doing, which is I, I it it works. It's simple enough, but like I always thought that. It, that was weird that slower people get to see what the mm. faster people are doing first. Yeah. But yeah, until Bobby gets on, I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's right. Uh, Kat brought this up. We're starting the game in Miami. We're starting it in Miami. Cause I know as of like Terminator two Terminator movies, very rarely stay in their initial spot that they're set in. Like Terminator two goes from like, LA to like the Mexico border to back to LA, something like that. Dark fate like starts in Mexico and then they like go to Texas and then they mm-hmm. go some other state. I forget, but um, yeah, is there anything else that we want to talk about while we, uh, I mean, we can like, they go to some very dark and dangerous locales like Burbank. <laughs> We can get granular. We can talk about our character traits. We can. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Weapons, equipment. We didn't finish going through like character creation actually. Because I'm starting with nothing. Yeah, you're starting with nothing. You're naked. I'm literally naked. That's how the future person works. You start in uh, procure weapons on site. They uh, apparently couldn't get cotton clothes. So yeah, uh, step five after skills is traits which is I think the last actual thing because after that you just figure out like your hit points encumbrance and stuff and then you do finishing touches so yeah what what are you guys' traits do you want me to tell no okay just tell me how many negative traits you have and how many positive traits you have I have two negative traits and one positive trait okay and they trade out yeah. So traits, basically, you ne- in order to get positive traits, you need to buy negative traits because the negative traits give you the uh, points that you need to buy positive. So you can choose not to have any negative traits, just not have any positive traits. But positive I traits think are... you can spend XP for skills on them, too, but... Yes. Uh, oh, here, I'll tell you this one because it will never, ever come up. Uh, sterile. I took sterile. Okay. So, Kat, what are Sawyer's traits here? I maxed out on starting traits, and in fact, I do not know how to add space for more to my sheet. Um, I don't uh, think you can. But, but, so that's three and three. Uh, one was 
foisted upon me by our dearest DM. Yes, I did choose, I did force both Bobbin and Cat to take a one particular negative trait. Known by Skynet. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, no, there, there's like, listen, there's a reason that the Terminators are going back in time. That's true. Apparently I'm important. Great. Love it. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> I don't. No, you don't. Oh, you'll find out, I'm sure. Or you won't. You, you'll get a chance to probably bring it up. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not a future soldier, that trait isn't going to function precisely as written. It's, it's basically just Colin's excuse to have a whole bunch of awful shit happen to me. Constantly. No, no, that that trait is explicitly like very important for the fact that the Terminator will go after you. Yeah, that okay, that is true. There is a, a line in the trait that says the character will always be the first to be targeted by any Terminator the group encounters. Yeah, that's um, that makes sense. Yep. Glad I'm big. <laughs> uh, not not that big. Where even is the hit point marker on this character? Oh, yeah, I could. I, I had a oh, trouble finding point. it. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Fucking A. I would expect it to be higher up. But no, it's like halfway down the sheet. Yeah, it's like halfway Not down. Right. What the yeah. fuck? Maybe combat just points. doesn't come up very often. I mean, it's Terminator. You're running a lot of the time. Yeah, well, true. But also, like, uh... Anyway, uh, then in order to get myself even more bad points so I could balance out having good traits, I took a bunch of medical problems. <laughs> my, hmm. uh... My next trait, still in the negatives, is illness, migraines. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, literally, whenever the DM wants, he could just fucking slap me in the chops with a migraine. Yep. That and sucks. Un until it's done or I take medication, I have minus two to all concentration and dexterity based rolls. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Trust me, every time gunfire starts coming out, you're better believe that uh, migraines are going to be popping up. That sucks. <laughs> Super. Uh, the other one that I took is allergy. Funny thing mm -hmm. about the allergy uh, trait is that the rank that you get so every most traits some traits have ranks some of them you just take it and that's it but some of them there are degrees both good and bad and the way the allergy trait gets worse for you is based on how common the allergen is and how dangerous the allergic reaction is, with the uh, max rank, rank three, being allergen both common and life-threatening, requiring uh, instantly administered medication or potential death. What are you allergic to? Peanuts. Oh yeah, all right. Which, which gave me a hilarious mental image of Arnold Schwarzenegger just chasing you down, holding a can of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah no uh, I have to check all my food I have to be very careful about that I carry especially in the around. 80s holy shit 
The 80s didn't yep. give a fuck if you had if you were allergic to peanuts or not. Are we in a more progressive 80s? No. Okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm not sure if uh, this is a, an appropriate thing to ask, but I was wondering about that related to the uh, uh, pronouns. Because the 80s were not like... Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's... They're, they're gonna probably look at Sawyer kind of weird when they say that uh, they are not... Right, but I'm a, I'm a fucking Native, Native American. That's what I'll be called if I'm lucky by the locals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, from Canada. Oh, fucking. Oh, and even worse, Canadian. I, I will not be They're saying a... actual slurs on, on stream. Good. <laughs> but you will. I would not be canceled over this, but man. You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna turn off on Wii before you. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. There is, there is a degree to which Sawyer has accepted that there will be problems. And like it could be worse. Like I, my my knowledge of this culture and these people and its collective history is not such that like I am down to figure out if the Algonquin people have their version of two spirit people and try and make that manifest in this character. I, I'm just going with sort of like generically umbrellaed they. Okay. Okay. Um. Anyway, back to traits. Yeah. <laughs> this could Sorry, good. Sorry, I, I, I was just curious. Yeah. No, we are not in a more progressive 80s. I'm okay. Part, part of the the thing of Terminator is that uh, it doesn't sugarcoat how awful humanity is because that's a big reason why Skynet does what it does. Uh, next up, I for getting into the positive traits, I took three levels in natural aptitude skill i picked the skill stealth uh, once per game session per level we've errated into the book uh, the trait allows for a reroll when you fail that skill test in addition to any other sources of rerolls you might have yeah i think you always use the no no it's fate that you um always use last like that's that's the Use all your other spend first and then fate. The skill that I don't have to get a reroll. Yeah. But uh, no, this just gives me three. Uh, next one is vision, parenthesis, good. Uh, vision can't be good or bad. And if you make it bad enough, you like are required to wear glasses or you can get fucked. Uh, yeah, I know how that is. This is really life. granular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I have two good points in vision. Max good vision. The best eyeballs. Good. Eyeballs. 20, 2010 so, vision. Your eyeballs are so fucking good. Uh, I get two skill dice success on any detect roll that I perform with my eyeballs. Just automatically? Yeah. Damn. Uh, and then the last one, I'm very pleased with this one. I'm very happy about it. I am exceedingly cool. Hmm. <laughs> so here's the thing. I know I told Claire not to go too much into their um, traits. 
everybody here chose exceedingly cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a Terminator movie. <laughs> Exceptional. Exceptional. But please, ex- please explain what exceedingly cool does. Uh, it raises the skill cap for your cool stat by one. That I'm not so worried about that, mostly because the experience requirements for leveling up skills are such that in a short campaign like this, we're not going to be doing a whole ton yeah. of leveling. I, I am not going to hit my skill cap. There is no universe. Uh, but in addition, uh, I can just succeed on a fear test once per session. Just I don't even roll. I say yep. I win. That's it. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm gonna have, if I want any of you guys to feel fear, I'm gonna have to have at least two pop up once in one session. Yep. We're gonna have to rotate who does the, who uses it when. <laughs> no, we just, we all no-sell it. Every time the Terminator shows up, we just all mm-hmm. no-sell it the first time. <laughs> I do like that there are fear mechanics, because I, recently rewatched the first movie and Sarah Connor shuts down for a little while after she's saved from the initial attack like she just yeah. goes into shock yep I forgot about that yeah and I think that's before she even knows what that Terminator is yeah like Kyle's trying to explain it to her but she's in such shock that she can't even she can't even hear yeah uh, trust me, by the way, I'm going to uh, steal lines from. Oh, I don't mind. Like okay. I, I've welcome it. Like, Good. like I said, Terminator One is it's probably quotable. it's 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 insanely quotable. It's my favorite one. Uh so there's a reason why I'm doing Terminator One instead of Terminator Two, and also because they don't have rules for the T1000 yet. Yeah. They have a Kickstarter. I think at the moment, did the Kickstarter end or is it still going on? Either way, they kickstarted the T-1000 stuff. And I'm pretty sure it was successful. Yeah, that's all my traits. Uh, I've got good encumbrance. I'm not carrying a whole lot on me. I'm not particularly fast. Are we going to be super um, strict? Like, is is encumbrance going to come up that much? Um, It might. I'm, okay. This is going to be like one of the rare times where I will actually care about what the fu- like fucking encumbrance because it's supposed to be a lot more like realistic and shit. Right. Oh, um, I want to say I want to state for the record, uh, if the subject of character voices ever comes up, so. Uh, I, I'm not going to try and do a fucking First Nations accent, whatever that might be, because uh, there's no goddamn way I'm getting that right. And I'm not going, despite being fluent in French and being from, like, Ontario or maybe Quebec, I'm tired, uh, I'm not doing any of those accents because... Uh, I am a God-fearing citizen and not <laughs> sully my vocal cords with unironic French accents. I will be doing a, a, a voice uh, and it's going to rule. Yes, it is. Um, I will say this. I've been reading up on Miami in the 80s for this very reason. It turns out there's been a... there like During the 80s, there was a big 
Cuban immigration uh, movement. Like they would go from Cuba to Miami. So I will say I'm not going to do like a Cuban accent for uh, the the people who are ex-Cuban natives. You should substitute it with a New Jersey accent. (laughs) Hey, what are you doing here? Cubans are from New Jersey. (laughs) Anyway, Bobbin's here now. And I will say that it's probably better that way because French accents and Quebecois accents don't have that much in common. Uh, as a normal viewer of uh, Psychedelic Eyeball, I can tell you, uh, I don't know what a French accent le- sounds like. And we like, don't want it- to piss off our vast, vast French-Canadian audience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Bobbin, we've gone through like rule stuff and everything, so we can just get right to it. Introduce your character. Like, what? What is your character's name, their role, their traits? All right. Well, my character is a shameless ripoff of Back to the Future. His name is Emmanuel Doc White. Oh, good. His role is engineer, and he has tons of points in time science. (laughs) Despite being a native of the 80s. Interesting. I wonder how that's going to work. You're trailblazing there. Indeed. And so now we know why he's known by Skynet. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I can't believe uh, Bobbin's character invented time travel, <laughs> or is going to invent time. Tra- I don't know. Well, uh, currently, Doc White is in Miami to meet with some Syrian terrorists oh in order to God. get get his hands on some plutonium. <sighs> Is that a reference? Yes, it is. Yes, it's a reference to Back to the Future. In Back to the Future, he got plutonium from Libyan terrorists. Ah, I see. Another movie I haven't actually watched. Oh, you should. It's good. It is good. Anyway, so I've got ranks in computer, detect, drive car. You know, gotta be able to drive a car well to get up to 89 miles an hour. Uh. Also, uh, manual lockpick, persuasion to convince the Syrians, uh, streetwise, same. And then three points in electrical tech, three points in mechanical tech, one point in weapons tech, and three points in time science. Also, base stats, uh, knowledge three, concentration four, cool two, and strength one. Well, and zero dexterity and zero charisma. Hey, zero charisma buddies. <laughs> nobody <laughs> I in also this. have zero charisma. Well, nobody I have said in that. this. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Nobody in this fucking group has any charisma. Nobody oh. has any charisma. <laughs> well, uh. At least that means we know how we're going to deal with other people. Well, um, on the bright side, it's not like we could have talked our way out of being terminated. Exactly. And incidentally, like what Colin said, I have taken the trait known by Skynet. And for personal reasons, I have taken the trait pacifist. That one we can explain. Yeah, so in technical terms, what pacifist means is that 
I must roleplay my character as being very unwilling to commit acts of violence, even in defense of his own life and uh, well-being. But I am allowed to do so. And so the technical effect of Pacifist is that uh, whenever a combat initiative begins, I am always last. Always has a kind of an asterisk there. There are two exceptions to that. I know if one of them's like under the effect of fear and the other one is something else I forget. But yeah, usually you go last, but um, there are some instances where you might not. Yeah, technically it specifically says I never roll for initiative and I am considered to have the lowest initiative of all combatants. Yes. So if something else comes up that forces someone to go last, then they go last after me too. Basically, the only time you don't go last is if a character is stunned or if a character is frozen by fear. Sure. But yeah, essentially, uh, Doc White is not the kind of person who solves problems with violence. I was quite uncomfortable by that. uh, And that's why he has so many points in weapons tech. I have one point in weapons tech. (laughs) Just the one. (laughs) I thought you said two. Maybe I'm... Okay. No, uh... I have no points in any weapon skill, mm. but I, I am familiar enough with the technology of weapons to be able to build something. And then you'll apologize for it not being to scale. <laughs> I can build a gun and then refuse to shoot it. Yeah, that's what other people are there for. You're the I'm- scientist character in a sci-fi movie that's like builds uh, something that's very obviously going to be a, some sort of doomsday super weapon, and then gets uh, like sh- shocked when the military or, or so the billionaire villain comes and says, "Yes, I'm going to use this as a doomsday super weapon." Basically, you're Dyson. I built this death weapon for peaceful purposes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's six points in the hole for me. So I have spent them on natural aptitude knowledge. Makes sense to me. And also good vision and exceedingly cool. I brought this up earlier. Everybody has exceedingly cool. <laughs> if, I, if I ever want anybody to get affected by fear in this campaign, I need to bring it up twice in one session. And since you guys were talking about accents when I showed up, allow me to explain. I have tried and I have failed to replicate Christopher Lloyd's voice. (laughs) So instead, what I plan to do is to mimic the sort of cadence and flow of an NPR presenter. Oh, that's just how you talk. Only more so. Uh, real, Real quick. Bobbin, I do want to ask you about the the trait choice you have. You picked natural attribute knowledge? Aptitude, yeah. Yeah, natural aptitude knowledge. Uh, that just raises your stat cap. Uh, we're not going to be playing a very long game. And uh, those are... Uh, stat level ups are expensive. Yeah. Do you foresee that being especially useful, or did you just take it for flavor? Honestly, I took it because I wasn't entirely sure how I would even want to spend the bonus trait points. But honestly, if I got rid of 
good vision one and natural aptitude knowledge. That would give me four to play with, which is enough to get one more rank two to rank three. I might just do that. I got a lot of twos, but only one one on my sheet, so... Okay, so I've gotten rid of those two positive traits, kept exceedingly cool, and given one extra point into Drive Car, which is now at three. Alright. Alright. So, we also talked about our general experience with the Terminator franchise. Um, what's your experience with the Terminator franchise? Like, what have you seen, read, played, etc., etc.? I have watched one once, two multiple times, and being satisfied with the ending, the following movies never. Mm. I would recommend Dark Fate. Dark Fate manages to continue the story without completely shitting all over the um, legacy of the first two movies, unlike a certain sequel I can think of. How nice. Did you describe how hope points work? Because that um, one's been sort of puzzling me. I'm still trying to work that out myself. It looks like they can do basically like... Anytime during a game with DM approval, hope points may be spent to perform a feat, with each feat having its own stated cost. On the charts below, looks like. Yes. Yes. Players have access to all feats, regardless of their chosen role, though many may only be triggered in specific situations as detailed. Alternatively, when declaring actions, a point of hope can be spent to perform irregular actions. The director has final say over which type of hope must be used, but should consider which stats are being used by the PC. So is it just, like, a bonus action? Pretty much, I think. Hold on, I'm... Oh, yeah, so you can you can spend hope to do an extra action or to, rather, line up a second action when you are declaring your intent in the course of initiative. Yes. Or you can trigger a feat off of the chart. Two, three, four, yeah, five. Yeah, and most one, cost two, one three, or four, two. Five. Like, they all cost one or two because I think the maximum hope points you can have in any stat is three because it's like the way they calculate it is two stats uh, added together divided by uh, something zero to six. Oh, zero to six yeah hope point is six max oh, okay it looks like the hope points that are awarded at character creation don't come back on their own any future hope points must be awarded by the GM. Ah, okay. And there are some suggestions as to when to assign those hope points, those being an unbelievable success or an unbelievable failure, a uh, truly cinematic moment that presumably the director appreciates, or when a character dies so that they get one last action. I find it funny that nobody in this campaign is starting with a gun. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, that's how most of the Terminator movies are. I think that's how all of them are. 
I mean, one third of our characters are playing Naked Snake, and one third <laughs> of our characters uh, doesn't do violence. And the last one is here on a uh, environmental survey. I know how to shoot a gun. I'm okay at it. I just... I mean, honestly, you, you are going into the Florida Everglades. You might want to actually bring a gun. Alligators are no joke. Look, I've got... I, I have a big knife. <laughs> and I'm very careful. And I'm not going in alone. Yeah, that helps too. That, that does help. Somebody else is on gun duty. And if he dies... I will take it off of his body and use it myself. I do have Drive 3, though, so we can definitely pull off one of those uh, T2 chase scenes. <laughs> oh, the first one has a chase scene like that, too. <laughs> Not like 2, it, it, it didn't. No, kind of. Um, in end of the first movie, toward, well, towards the end of the first movie, the T-800 gets in some sort of like gas truck like a truck transporting gas and tries to drive down uh, Sarah and Kyle while they are running on foot it's it's not quite the same but I think it's a tradition at this point in uh, every movie to have like a chase scene where there's like some weird vehicle versus like a car hey out of curiosity because uh, it might become relevant which of the four drive skills covers airboats? Let me find out. I just, like they, they give examples of vehicles in here. Uh, jet skis are drive boat. <laughs> That's not even an option. <laughs> it might not be an option on the character sheet because it might have been before it existed. The The character sheet on the Roll20 is from, like, a playtest version. They haven't updated it yet. Okay, but, like, in in the rule book, in, in parenthesis after drive in the skills section, it's car, HGV, mm -hmm. AFV, pilot. I believe HGV is heavy ground vehicle. Yeah. What is but, a? F but they, they, they have two things that are drive boat, which are jet skis and launches. Armored fighting vehicle. Yeah, I finally managed to get Google to give me that sequence of words as well. Oh, I should also mention the book does stat a bunch of Terminators, for the most part. The T-800 is overpowered on purpose because the T-800 is supposed to be the boss. So, um, three of the four driving skills on the character sheet are concentration. And then the fourth one, which is specifically for motorcycles, is dexterity. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, honestly, that does make sense to me. You can do a lot more tricks on a motorcycle than you can in, like, a fucking armored personnel carrier. Apparently HGV <laughs> is heavy goods vehicle. Only if you've got that kind of attitude, Colin. <laughs> but yeah, it's curious that they would call out drive boat and not have it on the list. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe because they're not expecting you to, like, drive a 
fucking hovercraft in the Everglades? Turns out we're doing something that the game makers never planned. Well, it sounds like they did plan for it, just not completely. <laughs> in any case, I'm pretty sure a boat is, does not rely on dexterity so much, unless you are on a jet ski. Yeah. So I would just say that you should uh, co-opt one of the drive skills that do ping off of concentration. If it ever comes up, I will drive pilot. Yeah, no, like, that might actually come up, because, like I said, it's kind of tradition to have weird chase scenes in Terminator movies. Not just weird, expensive. <laughs> that's, oh, fuck, that's right. They, I forgot that that chase scene was, like, super expensive. That was, like, the most expensive part of the movie, aside from the T-1000 effects, wasn't it? I couldn't tell you. Real granular stats for vehicles. Yeah. They definitely went all out for the uh, the drive down the LA River. They did. In Dark Fate, there's a chase scene on the highway where the heroes are driving a really shitty, like, beat up truck, and the Terminator's driving, like, fucking construction equipment. <laughs> but because the truck is so beat up and garbage that the uh, the, I forget exactly what it was driving. A steam shovel. He stole it from Mike Mulligan. Some kind of dump truck, it looks like. So you're saying the Terminator has a fat ass? Yes. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're, aside from, like, getting into really weird granular shit. But yeah, good good call on like asking what an airboat would need to be piloted with because that might actually come up. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget that the reason I'm in Miami may bring some additional combatants into the mix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait to spend... 30 real-life minutes stalking a weird bird and then a fucking flaming meteor that is actually a very angry robot just slams into the wetlands <laughs> and I have to do a, a dumb getaway. <laughs> All right. In that case, thank you, everybody, for listening. Next time we play... We'll get this started and get the characters all met up with each other. Good night. Good luck with that. Yeah. I believe in us. <laughs> <laughs>